This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. text is going to be in 2 Chronicles 12, uh, verses 1 through 10. But before we go there, I want to read something to you out of 2 Peter, the first chapter, verses 12 and 13. Now, the Message Bible, you know, uh, I know I sound like a broken record uh, this year among years and this super summer. You know, it's the 198th day of 2016 this 17th day of July, but I want eternity to record that I've called your attention to this verse of Scripture. It says, because the stakes are so high. Even though you're up to date on all this truth and practice it inside and out, I'm not going to let up for a minute in calling you to attention before it. This is the post to which I've been assigned, keeping you alert with frequent reminders, and I'm sticking to it as long as I live. Now, because the stakes are so high, you know, today, God, this, today, God sets before us life and death, the blessing and the curse, and we choose And I realize in a world of darkness that to shine the light, even the spotlight of God's truth, and in a world that follows hard after foolishness and is sliding faster and faster on the slippery slopes of silliness, that it is risky business to raise a voice of seriousness. However... The phrase more or less denotes a, and you've heard this. You'll say, well, did, uh, um, did 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 you get everything that you wanted? And you say, well, more or less. Well, how'd that turn out? Well, more or less like I wanted to. The phrase more or less, it's a common phrase that we use in modern world. It denotes a vagueness or an uncertainty. It is a phrase used to express, and this is a little translation out of the Cambridge Cambridge, uh, Dictionary. It means almost. Everyone say almost. almost. That means very nearly, but not completely. Say it again, almost. So our text in 2 Chronicles... Let's read this together. Uh, verses, chapter 12, verses 1 through 10 reads as such. In Rehoboam's fifth year, well, let, number, I need to go up a little bit. By the time, verse 1 through 10, by the time Rehoboam had secured his kingdom and was strong again, he and all Israel with him had virtually abandoned God and his way. In Rehoboam's fifth year, because he and the people were unfaithful to God, Shishak, 
king of Egypt invaded as far as Jerusalem. He came with 1,200 chariots and 60,000 cavalry and soldiers from all over. The Egyptian army included Libyans, Succites, and Ethiopians. They took the fortress cities of Judah and advanced as far as Jerusalem itself. Then the prophet Shemaiah, accompanied by the leaders of Judah who had retreated to Jerusalem before Shishak, came to Rehoboam and said, God's word, you abandoned me, now I abandon you to Shishak. The leaders of Israel and the king were repentant and said, God is right. And when God saw that they were humbly repentant, the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, because they are humble, I'll not destroy them. I'll give them a break. I won't use Shishak to express my wrath against Jerusalem. What I will do, though, is make them Shishak's subjects. They'll learn the difference between serving me and serving human beings. Then Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem. He plundered the treasury of the temple of God and the treasury of the royal palace. He took everything he could lay his hands on. He even took the gold shields that Solomon had made. King Rehoboam replaced the gold shields with bronze shields and gave them to the guards who were posted at the entrance to the royal palace. Whenever the king went to God's temple, the guards went with him carrying the shields. But, when they, also, uh, when, but they always ret- returned them to the guard room. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for your word. We ask for the help of the Spirit of God. There is a message within the message. There is a personal uh, revelation of what is needful and necessary for our lives individually and for us corporately as a people. We ask for the release of those things, Master. Our hearts Cry out for more truth, more light, more of you in Jesus' name. If you can agree, say amen. Amen. Now, notice the phrase that says, The king of Egypt attacked Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is is a type of the heart of of God's place. And he plundered the treasury of the temple of God. He also plundered the treasury of the royal palace. The Bible says he took everything he could lay his hands on. Now, how could this happen? Perhaps it would be better to ask why did this happen? We can see in verses earlier that says that the king and the people had completely, virtually abandoned God and his ways. It says again, the king and the people were unfaithful to God. So the, so the Lord brought up Shishak, the king of Egypt. Now we know the king of Egypt is a type of the devil. Are you listening? Now does God use the devil? Honey, the devil is the devil. God don't got to use him. He's just going to attack you anytime he finds a hole in the wall. Amen. And if you're not in the blessing, the curse is just outside your door. Amen. Now, 
But God declared to them, it said, he brought a prophetic word and a declaration. He said, because you've abandoned me, now I'm going to abandon you to the king of Egypt. And they, and they, uh, and, and they repented, but nonetheless, there are consequences to unfaithfulness. There are consequences to, are you listening? Because they repented, uh, they, they humbled, but they, they, we're going to see in, in a little bit of, uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to see in just a little bit. But they were sorry they were caught, but they didn't turn from their sin of almost. Almost. Nearly, but not completely. So God would have delivered them completely. Are you listening? But he said they need to learn that it's better to serve me than it is to serve human beings. Amen. Now this particular human being was a type of the devil. We can see that. He stole everything he could get his hands on. Who's the thief and the stealer? Are you hearing? Said he stole, uh, he stole the... Uh, uh, robbed the treasury of God. He robbed the royal palace. He took everything he could put his hands on. And notice this, he said, he even took the gold shields that Solomon had made. He even took the gold shields that Solomon had made. King Rehoboam, though, replaced the gold shields with bronze shields. See, gold, the meaning of gold in the Bible is God's presence and glory. Now listen, not just God's presence and glory, but is now visible after sin's removal. Where there is gold, the sin has been dealt with and removed, and now the glory of God is present and visible. Bronze, to the contrary is sin is present and needs to be judged and removed. Where there is bronze, it identifies that sin is present and needs to be judged and removed. Now King Rehoboam and the people of Judah, the people of God, their, their sin was the sin of almost, nearly but not completely, God's. They allowed the gold to be taken from them and replaced the gold with the bronze. Maybe our best has become something less. Perhaps rather than upgrading, we have been down, downgraded. Instead of supersizing this summer, we're in the process of downsizing. I'll tell you, God set you up. I didn't hear all that till Pastor Sandy brought it all together about which way you were going, up the stairs or down the stairs. You know, you get in the elevator, they go up or down. Yeah. Amen. Rather than giving God a little more, perhaps we're bringing God a little less these days. Wow. Have your uprisings turned to down settings? <coughs> Are you gaining ground or giving up ground this year? 
By year's end, if you would continue as you are, will you be nearer to God or wind up farther from God? The obstacles that are in front of you, are they stepping stones or stumbling blocks? Are you taking the opportunity to press into God more or opting under the pressure to be pressed into the less? Has the fire inside died down to just a flickering flame? Almost. Say it with me again, almost. See, will you go all the way or just almost this year? This year um, among years. You know, uh, Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes and it was a summation of his life. He said the final conclusion is this, fear God, honor, reverence God and do what He tells you. Fear God. Honor and reverence God, and do what He tells you. Will you go all the way, or just almost? We don't. We, we want to be able to say, you know, I obeyed God. I did what He told me what he's telling me that's what I'm in the process of and I'm and I'm white hot for that amen, amen. that's not a sometimey thing that's all time with me I, or will we say well I almost got the goal Honey, there's some stuff that almost, I mean, it just don't count. Well, I almost got healed. Sometimes our healing makes a difference whether you're going to be here or not to be the help you're supposed to be. Well, I almost got up early and read the Bible. Almost. I almost obeyed that prompting to, to pray a little more rather than a little less. I almost gave it up. Got rid of that. Here's the th- what's, how sin is defined. Wrongdoing for sure. But here's what makes it wrongdoing. It misses God's mark. And most of all, reason why God hates sin in our life is it separates us from Him. Read the Bible. Sin separates. He says, Be, is my arm short? Am I not able to save? He said, but your sin separates you from me. You're you're beyond where I can get you until you're willing to let me remove that. To remove it. I said to remove it. Gold is, it's been removed and now I have the, the presence. 
and the glory of God and experience His pleasure. Brass uh, or bronze is sin is present. The separation is present. And it needs to be removed. Why? So that God can be present. So that, so that God can be who He wants to be in your life. Amen. Amen. Let me ask you, we don't want to get to where we say, well, almost. You remember Saul in the Bible? Saul, King Saul uh, was a type of rebellion and disobedience. He was an almost. God sent him on an assignment and he almost nearly but not completely did everything the Lord commanded him to do. Almost. Almost. And when Samuel came, he said, he said, uh, he said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm, he said, he said, I'm carrying out the orders of God. He said, now, then why do I hear your sin talking to me. Why is there evidence that you almost did what you were supposed to do, but you, you nearly did what you're supposed to do, but you didn't completely do what you're supposed to do? Are you listening? If we don't completely obey the Lord, if we don't, listen, if we don't do what He's telling you to do, what, what He's telling you to do, not what I'm telling you to do, but what that book, out of that book, the living Word of God, what God and His Spirit are witnessing for you to do, if, I, if I'm nearly but not completely am, you know, obey, in obedience, then I'm not really in obedience. I'm disobeying. Good intention is not the same. Saul had good intention. He intended to obey God. Now listen to the consequences. It's such a little thing. I mean, all he's got to do is kill the king and, and you know, and wipe out the, the, all of the, you know, Agag, all the Amalekites. All he's got to do is just do what God says. Don't leave any of them alive. You know, all, don't take any of the plunder. Just destroy it all. And here he comes and he kept the best of the cattle. And the best of the sheep, and he left the king alive. Honey, there's some stuff, there's some sin you cannot leave alive. There's some disobedience you've got to completely bring it into obedience to Jesus Christ, or you're just almost. I told you it's risky business to use the S word in the church today. You're not going to win a popularity contest. But that's the reason why we don't enjoy the presence and the glory of God because we're not willing to let God remove, are you listening, that which separates us from. You don't hear a lot. Nobody talks about holiness anymore. And, and see, here's the reward of holiness. I remember reading a little uh, excerpt of a man uh, John Bevere, his job was when Dr. Cho had come to America was to drive Dr. Cho to a particular meeting. And he said they told him, they said, now, now don't speak to him. 
said he's going to come down uh, from his room. You to pick him up. Said he doesn't want small talk and conversation. Said just drive him to where he's going. Now, now it wasn't because, you know, uh, uh, he didn't want to visit and be unfriendly and all that kind of stuff. It's because he had separated himself and spent time in the presence of God, and he didn't want to come out of the presence of God for small talk and all that kind of stuff. Before the meeting, he wanted to go directly out of the presence of God. That's what holiness is. Are you listening? Directly out of the presence of glory of God and bring what God... Are you listening? He said, uh, John Bevere's who it was, he said, when Dr. Cho got in the car, he said, the presence of God filled the car. The glory of God. He said, I began to weep and just... And just Tears running down my head. He said, and I broke the cardinal rule. He said, I said to Dr. Cho, he said, Dr. Cho, the presence of God is so strong, it's filling this car. And he said, Dr. Cho said, I know. That's a picture of, of holiness and why we're willing to separate from certain things in order to be separated onto. Amen. Get rid of, let be removed that which separates us from. Amen. More, instead of settling for less, let's determine we're single-minded towards the more. And I'm going to tell you what now, God will put His finger on that which separates you from the more of Him. The presence and the glory of God, visible and experienced and seen, is, is after the removal of that which is separating us from the more. He's got to deal with this almost tendency. You know, here they, here they are walking along. Oh, look, this Solomon's shield. Shields. You know, the sun's shining and it's glistening, but on closer look, it's bronze. It's not real gold. It's a replacement. It's a substitute. It's a going through the motions. It's what's left after God's left. It's our attempt to replicate the real deal. Oh, come on now. Amen. Are you almost done, preacher? Yeah. <laughs> the good news is, uh, is there's still time. Amen. Here we are right in the middle. July. We're in the middle of July. This is the, there are five Sundays in July. This is the third one. This is the tipping point. We've been two. There's two more left, but we're right in the middle. Amen. Hallelujah. Through June, we ran as hard as we could. Amen. All the way up. And then we just had to jump off the cliff and say, God, I hope you're there to catch me. Because I'm going for all of it. Amen. I'm just... I'm just out in the air here, amen, on the Word of God. I want more. Praise God. Well, the good news is there's still time. We, we can change our mind. 
we can change our heart. We can experience a life change. We can get on the road to more and get off the road to less. We can go for the gold instead of settling for the bronze. What's, let me ask you, what's hindering you? Now, now is not a time to be pretty nor proud. This isn't a time to be pretty nor proud. This isn't a time to worry about what people think about your business. To look around. He who is without sin, go ahead and, 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 and you know, look sideways at your neighbor. You understand what I'm saying? He who is without sin. We're all, there's, we all got some stuff, isn't that right? There's something in the clay, darling. Always. But aren't you glad that God wants to make us new another way? Aren't you glad that God wants us to go for the gold and not settle for the bronze? Aren't you glad that sin in its totality through the blood of Jesus has been dealt with? But aren't you glad that the blood of Jesus has to be applied and appropriated every day? Are you listening? To the, uh, to the repeat stuff. To the memory of. Are you listening? Are you hearing? I know, sir. Anyhow, I won't say that, but anyhow. Yes, we're born again and our hearts get, uh, our hearts get uh, pure before God. But you know, stuff can still pollute our heart, can it? It says that they, that they went all the way up to Jerusalem. He came as far as Jerusalem, went, even went in and robbed the temple of God. Mm. Took the good stuff, plundered all the treasure. And you know... Well, uh, here's what treasure is. The Bible says where your heart is, that will show where your treasure is. Do we treasure His presence in our lives? Or, or have we replaced His presence with going through the motions? With, 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 have we traded the reality for just a religious thing that we do. I'm so glad that God uh, doesn't give up and keeps on working in my life and keeps on working out all the stuff that separates me, all the stuff that was just in that old sin nature, that there's just still the imprint of some of that stuff in your mind, in your in your. Uh, you're thinking the way that you do things, but that God just keeps working that out and replacing it with the good stuff. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That when, you, that when you want more of God and you're willing to do with less of that which you know uh, uh, God may not be so happy with. Hmm? It doesn't make any difference what people think about it. What does God think about it? There's stuff now that if I told you this is sin for me, you'd be shocked because it wouldn't be sin for you, but it separates me from God. Amen. Amen. Are you listening? In other words, God says, I, I, want a little, I want less of that. I want to remove that out of your life so I can be more. 
You can have more of me. Amen. What's got your attention? What's got your time? What's got your energy? What's got your finances? What's, what are you giving your life for? True treasure or just the trinkets here? Amen. God wants to remove it. Now here's the thing. Is that, is that God's in the sin removal business. He points it out. We acknowledge it. Are you listening? But we can't save ourselves. We cannot cleanse ourselves. We can confess it. And then He removes it. As far as the east is from the west. Amen. We, we, we need some stuff gone, gone. Gone, gone. What well, is this stuff that trips you, uh, trips you up continually? Amen. And costs you the presence of God. We talk about the presence of, uh, simply. And let me give you a real quick example of this. Abraham and Sarah came up with a better idea. They figured out how God was going to do it. And now that better idea turned into a living, breathing in your face with you that we're still dealing with today. The works of the flesh. Bronze is the works of the flesh. Amen. Where gold is the work of the Spirit. See, the Spirit of God can change you from the inside out. It's change your entire want to. Amen. I used to want to do certain things. Now I want to do other things that are better. Are you with me? All right. Well, I want to have, a, uh, I want to have just a moment uh, uh, here where we can allow God. Amen. Amen. Uh, Let's just go for the gold then. Amen. I mean, you've got to decide whether you want more of the presence of God. You know, I think about the music ministry up here. You know, music's such a powerful tool. It, it really is like the can opener to people's hearts. Amen. Amen. But you know, if we really want God to use us more, use us more, mm -hmm. amen, this is just a very easy example. It would be in any realm, you know. But, but use our life more. Use our life better. Be, have more of God's uh, uh, power. Amen. Then we're going to have to give ourselves more to God. Right. So that there's more of God. Right. Are you listening? That's right. That's that there's more Amen. of God than there is of us. That's right. There's more of the Spirit yes. than there is of the flesh. There's more gold. Bronze and gold in the tabernacle were never, of Moses, were never in the same room. That's right. Amen. And they were never mixed. Amen. And bronze was first because it was where sin was dealt with. All the bronze utensils were, were was for the dealing of sin, the removal of sin. Amen. But all of the gold was God's glory and God's presence. Amen. And the final thing was the blood. Was the blood. The blood applied. Aren't you glad for the blood of Jesus? Aren't you glad that you can declare the blood of Jesus over your life and sin has no power over you anymore? Sin is removed. It's not covered over to live another day. It's completely removed. I said it's removed when the blood is applied. 
I said it's removed when the blood is applied. Now, every one of you know what it is that God's dealing with you with. Amen. Sometimes it might seem like a simple thing, but I'm telling you this is a summer of testing in little things so that there can come a reaping in the, in the future here of greater things. Don't detest the test. Don't think the little, you know, well, this just seems like, I'm, like a little pop quiz. Yeah, but it's an important one. It's going to count real heavy on your grade. Amen. All right. So if this makes sense to you today, now I'm telling you, you're going to have to get free from what people think of you. Amen. What difference does it make? They, what they think. You need to realize that your life has not been, you know, funneled down and relegated to what's between somebody else's ears. What they think or don't think, it's what he thinks. It's what he knows. It's what I think and believe. It's what I know. Amen. And I'll tell you what now. Uh, in, in my life, it's, it's Lord just, you know, I mean, take it all. Take all of it. If there's anything in there that don't need, you know, just, it, you know, I've learned how to get rid of it. Amen. Amen. Put it on the altar. Let, put the blood over top of that. Amen. And then don't go back and, you know, with the tissue paper and wipe it all off and bring it back home when you say, I, you know, are you hearing? Then when the temptation comes again, say, that's under the blood. I don't have to yield to that. Amen. I mean, go get the elements for yourself. Go get, amen, take communion every day if you have to. To remind you, this is a, sin has no power in your physical body. The blood of the covenant is yours. The new things now. Now it's the new things. Praise God. Amen. I mean, make a little more effort towards the things of God and a little less towards the ways of the world i got to get you ready for this greater glory. I'm telling you, it's rising. you got to get ready for it. got to get you ready. Amen. You don't want to be stuck down in the mud of the, uh, of the low land, low living. we got to get you ready. Amen. I'm getting ready. I, there's something deep inside of me that says, you know, do it. Pass the test. It don't matter. Yes, it does. Don't take it lightly. Amen. Well, if it makes sense to you, stand up where you are. We're going to pray a prayer. Hallelujah. Don't stand up because everybody else is standing up. But you know, uh, uh, that which separates, that which has become a stumbling block, let's make it a stepping stone today. Amen. Let's deal with all the devil. The devil says, you've got to have this. You've got to have that. See, a little compromise will lead to a place someday that you'll, to- you'll, you'll, just, you'll totally abandon God's ways. Wow. God and His ways cannot be separated. Didn't Jesus say, He said, be careful. He said, just a little bit of leaven. It'll get through the whole thing. A little compromise. Amen. A little compromise of the presence of God. A little compromise with sin costs us the presence of God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church. 